0: Hello, friends. I hope you're doing well. I am Ryan Stevens, and I am excited to bring you the Catalyzing Podcast. Welcome back to the Catalyzing Podcast. It's great to, to be with you today. I hope you really enjoyed the first two episodes uh, with Thomas Plummer and Michael Mullen. Uh, two great episodes, and I'm really looking forward to this next one, uh, episode three, with Brian Wynn. First off, if you haven't yet, please make sure you subscribe. That way you don't miss an episode moving forward. Um, listening on your favorite platform. Also, we really appreciate you taking some time to share this uh, in your social feed or however you wish with just one other athletic trainer um, anywhere else. Uh, just anything we can do to help to share these great lessons for our profession to help take us to the next level is greatly appreciated by, by all that we serve. Today we have an awesome guest. Um, Prepare to get really reflective. You know, Brian and I are going to discuss about why we need to slow down to get ahead. He's got a really amazing personal growth story. Um, I met him a few years ago at Perform Better, and uh, we just clicked instantly. A fantastic level of energy. An amazing, amazing guy. And he presents a case for why athletic trainers need to develop... Uh, this, this approach with both their team, um, and their patients, uh, not only building community, but also how they can build their community and how they can really focus on staying present. Brian is the owner and founder of Elementally Strong. It's a company that's cultivating greater connection to ourselves, uh, and our clients. And he is a NASM master instructor and he's a member of the Under Armour training team. He's also a former athletic trainer and strength coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL and the AFL's Arena Football League's uh, Los Angeles Avengers. He still is an athletic trainer. However, he's living in more of the, the fitness and personal development realm now. He is the athletic performance and fitness coach and positive influence to 2017's highest paid actor, Mark Wahlberg. He's a part of his posse and his entourage. And, uh, he's also been, uh, in movies. He's probably the only athletic trainer out there that I know of that has acting experience. You could, you could even follow his own IMDb page. It's pretty awesome. Make sure you connect with Brian on Instagram at dragonmasterbri, B-R-I, and you can contact him if you need to after this show, brian at com. It'll be in the show description. Well, uh, we're looking forward to this conversation. Slow down to get ahead. Hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Alright, so we're here on the Catalyzing Podcast. I'm super excited about this episode. I've got Brian Wynn on the show today. Brian, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on this uh, wow, this thank podcast. Thank you so much for
1: having me, Brian. I appreciate it. Thank you all you, you listeners out there.
0: Absolutely. And it's funny, um, I was just uh, reminiscing with uh, another friend of ours, Harold Gibbons, uh, today about a few years ago when we actually met. You know, I met Harold and then we met you and all at the same time and just... You know, a the, it was a beautiful I have moment. It was a picture from that exactly. I do, absolutely, and it was a good reminder. We talked about, you know, that seemed like it was just yesterday. It was like that much time passed by so fast, and that's a great intro to what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. Um, Brian has given a great talk here this weekend at Perform Better called "Slowing Down to Get Ahead," and I really wanted to focus on that as our conversation goes through today. But before we get going, Brian, can you just give a little bit of your journey? um first becoming you know an athletic trainer but kind of how your journey has gone from being a more of a traditional athletic trainer to now to the point where you have your own little uh you know elementary elementally strong uh business going and kind of what you're doing with that
1: Yeah uh well thank you so much for the opportunity first of all to even talk about this the chapters our uh, journey as you say it has been uh it's just riddled like everybody's life, riddled with ups, downs, highs, lows. And it is been one heck of a ride. It is, uh, when I started doing athletic training, I think it was more about the camaraderie of a team that attracted me more than anything. Being able to be a part of a team where even though as little as I am standing at five foot four, a buck 15 back then, you know. It wasn't much I could really bring to a table to an athletic team unless I was taping ankles or mm-hmm. making Gatorade, you know? And that wanting to be a part of a team and then, you know, when you're, you've got coaches or head athletic trainers giving you love, you do great, man. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is one of the nicest tape jobs you've ever given us. That's awesome. And you have that whole family, that encouragement, and you know, what makes you want to be better. I think about my mentors, that's these are the ones that transitioned me, you know, Jeff Jeff Sheff's the one that said, hey, you should do you the athletic training in the NFL. And I was like, you think I'd make it? And he's like, yeah, dude, you work hard. You, you, you grind, you do great. And that's what, he gave me that belief that I could do that. It was in the NFL where the guys that were striving to be head athletic trainers themselves, you know, it was their mentorship that made me want to become a head athletic trainer myself you know two three years into being in the NFL I'm like okay man I want to see what else is out there again and you go through all these transitions and a lot of the moves that I've been able to make have been because of just following the advice and the guidance of the people that I really admire I think that has been one of the gifts I have is yes there are there, there are key people in my life that make me feel bigger than i am and i'll always be attracted to what they do and how they do it and i want to be like them mm-hmm. but then it's that same gift if that's the gift that i admire most about the people why i'm in what i do if i can pay attention to that then that's the gift that i want to translate to the people that i coach the people that i train the people that i help on the field can i make them feel bigger than they are right now, mm-hmm. you know? Even though you're down right now, can I still make you feel like this work that you're putting in, you're going to come out stronger than you ever were? And I say that to all the athletes that have gotten hurt, you know, it is it is very much an energy exchange that this journey has taught me, you know? So now that I do private training, mind you, I, I owned a gym for five years, mm-hmm. I, you know? So, that, so as far as timeline is concerned, it went, NFL arena football uh, movies uh, did movies and then uh, met Mark Wahlberg in the movie Invincible and then did his entourage I was on his you know group for seven years mm-hmm. uh, doing things from you know just the training to then helping out with cooking mm-hmm. being the onset mm-hmm. uh, assistant and it was an amazing experience.
0: I love something you said in another podcast I heard you were talking about you thought Mark Wahlberg just brought you in because you made him feel taller <laughs> yeah.
1: but it, you know yeah. physically but hopefully spiritually yes, absolutely. too right and yeah. that's that's the that is there's the energy I'm talking about mm-hmm. and so I did the entourage for another eight years and then kind of broke off on my own because I was raising my child and yeah. wanted to grow some roots so I opened yeah. up a gym I did brick and mortar for five years and I didn't want to do it anymore. Now I want to do more public speaking and coaching coaches and that's where I am today is Mm -hmm. really hoping that coaches would lead with their heart more than coaches, athletic trainers, whoever you are, Mm -hmm. that you lead with your heart, knowing that it's you know, it is. This is a soulful experience. Right. Your job, your profession. If you're an athletic trainer and this is not a soulful experience for you, then you're not really an athletic trainer in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is a thing that you can just pay for online and then just you know learn how to tape an ankle and you know ratio out your Gatorade to right. whatever it is and then off you go and there's how you fill a fanny pack and that's way more than that right mm-hmm. exactly as is coaching as is any any person within this field and if we do not remind ourselves that if we can approach everyone the way in which we need to approach ourselves and our families with heart and with wholeness and understanding that it may be a bad day today and we may be we made a focus on something else, we need to have some time where we get away and actually become friends. Mm -hmm. Like, all of these pieces make up that pyramid of success. I I always like to bring that up, the John Wooden's pyramid of success. I'm a UCLA improving Mm -hmm. alumni. And when you look at that, no matter what angle you come from, as an athlete, as an athletic trainer, as a practitioner of whatever health, fitness, wellness, mindfulness, practice you come from it all starts with your own self your own what is my big message what is my big gift and like I said earlier the more I dig deep yeah I've got great assessment skills yeah I've got great on-field skills but I, you take that you get to the next doll and the next Russian doll you open up that doll and there's a little, little doll little doll. You go, okay well there's my assessment skills well I actually really am good with providing a positive outlook Okay, good. Well, I'm actually good at communicating and listening and having, you know, empathy. Mm-hmm. And then you dig deeper and down. But that that little 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 doll tells me that I'm really good at making people feel big. And when you make someone else feel bigger than they are, you give other people permission to make people feel bigger than they are. Yep. And if you can, and you can express friendliness that way, because I I watch my little son do it. I'm so proud a little guy when I see mm-hmm. him he's in the sandbox and he's actually trying to give someone a shovel and trying to mm-hmm. interact in a like that's what it's about mm-hmm. no matter what you may not know exactly you may not know every single mobilization technique or this uh, this type of splinting technique or how to cast someone or whatever but at the end of the day it's how do you measure up as a Person, as a human as a heart mm-hmm. that's where that's what's made the difference that's tipped the balances in the journey
0: yeah and then one of the things that was pointed today that you said during your session was that you know we are healers and we have to heal from our heart and if we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't love ourselves, it's hard for us to give our all and to give the best to help other people and make that healing soulful because it's not just about the physical like you said so i absolutely love that um why slowing down to get ahead kind of what what led you to this topic and like where does this stem from and you alluded to it in your journey but specifically why that title
1: well it was uh actually chris foyer is the one that helped me out with constructing the talk chris and i talk a lot i think uh one of the wonderful things about perform better is the fact that you know they got chris at the helm who really cares about the messaging that's going out there and when i Talk to him about, uh, he goes, Well, what, what's so what is it? What, what, what is pissing you off? <laughs> and uh, because I always we always get into this, I make fun of his accent, you don't, you yada, yada. <laughs> it's Boston, like, yeah, so um, so I'm like, You know what makes me kind of mad right now? It's uh, it's people are just they're not slowing down. There's everybody is I gotta do this, I gotta do this, there's, there's no one slowing down, like, stay in the session. Don't think about that. You're already, you're not even 10 minutes into this session and you're already looking at the, the perform better catalog. What's the next session after this? Like stop for a second, you know, quality. We always say it quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then I mean really do that. Can you really do that? Um, I think when we really do let the fear catch up to us, because that's what happens, right? When you, when you don't numb away, when you don't get on the computer for more work or get online for social media or invite a friend over to have a beer right away, when you don't give yourself the space to go within, then you go without. And that's, a, that's a Neil Donald Walsh quote, if you don't go within, you go without. You have everyone has a central voice, a center voice. It's the the thing that gets you. I have a very loud one, and he is a Gemini on top of a dragon, <laughs> so he's constantly unsettled. When you when you acknowledge your own inner whoever you are, you know your empowered self. You know, I, I, if you don't have an inner superhero, I suggest you create one. Right, mm-hmm. you. I told you my superpower making other people feel bigger so then I take that superpower and I create this dragon who basically whenever he spits fire he's like I'm gonna just burn all you people right now and you're all gonna feel bigger than you were before stronger than you were before and you're gonna leave my session that's how I, that's, a, that's a, a win for me yeah slowing down to get that fear to catch up to us what are you afraid of actually asking each other hey man that's just, uh, you don't have to ask them out like hey what are you afraid of you can just say hey you know i'm uh i have a couple of things going on in my life that i would love your you know maybe you just hear me story out I don't. you don't really say anything but you know my my stepdad he's 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 dying and um I really don't know how to feel about it because there's so much of me that's angry. But that's an example, right? That's a true thing that's happening in my life. And there are emotions and feelings. But when I become human, I remind the person who I'm having a conversation with that they're human too. And you have something difficult going on. And when we share that, we're sharing way more than just a story. We're sharing an acceptance of, of our Human, humanity our art this is a human experience yeah and so when you get caught up in all of the the noise out there the speed everything's faster everything you know 5g more data more episodes you loaded with this and you, you know i want it now when you are caught up in a world of instant gratification it you all of a sudden you 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 stop going within. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, if you don't go within, you go without. If you don't go with why you're really doing what you do as an athletic trainer, you're not going to go far. I started doing athletic training. I had tragedy follow. I've had victory follow. I had tragedy follow. I had victory. I've hurt athletes. I've, I, you know, there was a time. I mean, just nasty stuff that I mm-hmm. would say in my head. Right, yeah. that I if it I killed Al is such a terrible thing to say, but you don't think those words came out in my head. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the truth because that's what we do as humans. We we run these scenarios in our head that are not the truth. Yet, if we stop and breathe and take the time to journal, to maybe have a talk with your life coach, or have a talk with mom, or call a mentor. Mm -hmm. or just take a walk at whatever it is that gets you to your own where you feel like a kid again where you feel big where you're playing big you're playing happy that being sensitive to that emotion and operating from that emotion leading with your heart finding out what makes you so i am fired up for this day why because i get to change coaches I get to make them realize they are so much stronger than they are today and every day. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna remind them of their unique power that's inside their heart, right? That they were born for. And I'm gonna remind them to let the people around them be okay with not being perfect. And when you do that, you create connection, you create families, you create communities. Mm -hmm. And then you finally, Finally, then you, it's it's that and oh man, because um, it was either that slow slow down to get ahead, mm-hmm. so that's what it was, slowing people down to then get then because it was still I, every time I do a talk with Chris, there's always something soulful, yeah. and something that has to do with motor control or right. FMS, SFMA.
0: Yeah, and that's what I appreciate about you is you you hit all those dimensions, that third dimension I think you referred to oh, yeah, today, yes, yeah. you know, so that that's so crucial as healthcare practitioners and healers that we keep that in mind. How do you take what you were just talking about and apply it in a clinical fashion? You know, you were showing us some, some biofeedback type exercises today and some, some things that you can do as a clinician. How do you take that slowing down approach to get ahead of the rehab and recovery game when you're working with your patients?
1: Uh, okay, this, you gotta feel it. Mm-hmm. I think we don't feel it enough. I think right now, if you are a chef in the kitchen, meaning training, if you, if you step back and look at training, right, and whether it's athletic training, rehab, corrected exercise, prehab, whatever jargon you wanna, you know, activations, motor yeah. control work, mobility work, stability work, like core work, however you wanna phrase your magic, mm. okay? Whatever you wanna call your magic. What I hope it actually does is I hope it aligns the person, right? Mm-hmm. It does the work so that it aligns the entire system. And and when you set the system back on its little path again, it's going to be safe. It's going to be fine. So what I was going to say is I think I have a great way to tell you to to explain this I just want to breathe it in here. Mm-hmm. My clinical athletic trainer side of me goes back into the, wanting to say the whole proximal stability for distal mobility. Mm-hmm. From a mind and body standpoint that makes sense when I say okay I can control, I can contract right? Mm-hmm. My body creates tension, mm-hmm. right? Like the rest of how our, you know, how to how, you know, when you're doing your PNF patterns or when you're doing anything going on in the clinic, right? That the, there is a, a connection that's mm-hmm. made or that's that whole like how your body, yeah, how it's your body creates it's tension, the foundation, basically. right? Creates yeah. that foundation. I think that's the exact same thing that needs to happen for uh, when we interact from even in the, cl- in the clinic. Mm-hmm. How can you get to the point where you're still human beings? You are still, I'm your athletic trainer, but you still have a life and I still have a life. I think the application of that isn't some daily like, hey, let's, let's talk, let's share a story. Hey, let me tell you something dark and then you tell me something. I don't, it's not that per se. right? I think it's knowing that, can you actually ask yourself, ask yourself this question, what do you know about the other people that in your mind and your heart affirms that you're a great friend? Mm-hmm. Because that's how it operates, right? I think if you are an amazing clinician, you're a great friend first at its inception. when You can mm-hmm. bring walls down for people. And let them know because they're all scared yeah. in that clinical setting. They, no, there's nobody comfortable. There. You just can't be done. It's the rapport you have to build. It. it, it yeah. So alongside that trust, that friendship, there—that's what—that's what has to unfold, right? Gotcha. So are there if there are people if there are times when you go through and you have a weekly hey a weekly or where people come together, where you create a community. These are amazing times. So out of the setting, people can share with you. You know, like, hey, we're going to have a bowling night so that you get to know the other people in the clinic. Mm-hmm. So you get, and invite the athletes that you're training and the, and the patients. Get the, the community together
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you will see a community thrive. And even for the physical therapists out there, you know, who's like you're all referral based. I mean, come, can you imagine like, when a person gets hurt i only go to one place and it's these people here yeah. that's what you want for your clinic and that isn't because you guys are the best at knees it's because that you you know understand people and their livelihoods and their lifestyles the best mm-hmm. and you translate that to their future self so i think really the path that you speak about it is it is out absolutely finding the time to no matter what you do Still make a little bit of play time. Mm-hmm. Still offer a way to play a game, uh, ju- uh, catch. Mm-hmm. It is. It's also just catch as, as a therapist. Single leg balance catch can be rehab for everything, right? Because it's central nervous system. Remember that. But that's time to share. Talk about your afternoons. It's cool when you can carry a story on about someone hey, Ryan, oh yeah, he's great, and all. no, Brian, hey, Brian, how's your stepdad, how's he doing? But can you imagine coming up to someone and being able to say that story and say, hey, man, my stepdad's doing great, thank you so much for asking. And then you get to hug it out, and it, because that's really an exchange. I I shared information that is important. So you automatically create deeper bonds, deeper occurrences for, you know, more connection, Mm -hmm when you do run into that third dimension of soul and being able to bring that for clinician games. Don't stop playing.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. You mentioned community a number of times as a key word you just keep coming back to. And in the fitness realm, you know, I understand this because I've been in both fitness and sports medicine throughout my career, there's lots to talk about community. But you rarely hear the term community talked about in the athletic training realm other than just we serve our community. But when it comes to building community, mm-hmm. what you talked about is, is the essential foundation of that, of your sports medicine team, of having that kind of culture in your clinic of when people come in to get treatment. What are some things that athletic trainers do besides what you talked about that can build that community at a deeper level in their clinical setting for you know, whether it's their coworkers or let's say the patients coming in, the, the kids, what are like one or two actionable steps that they could do to just work on that right away?
1: Role reversal games are hilarious. <laughs> where you get to have your—we um, used to have let the athletes play the athletic trainers, <laughs> and so you know the guys would be clowning around. They'd be like, they, "You know, okay, I would wear my fanny pack." He walked into the room, get off your, you know, he'd like, get off the ice, get, you know, you haven't showered yet, and you know, pick up, clean this, and and what they're doing is, it's it's enter- it's endearment, right, yeah. to copy someone, to mimic someone. And when they're able to mimic your actions and they make fun of you, because that's what you want. You want an environment safe where people can make fun of each other, mm-hmm. talk behind each other's back, because that's the what they do. They joke around behind you, yeah, talk big and easy. Everybody laughs all of a sudden when KI does one little thing and but they love me for that. They all break down laughing yeah. because they know how angry I get when their when my training room looks like crap. <laughs> right? And but that's just how I was. i was like, how you mean to tell me you walk by that and you can't pick that up? Like that's where I come from. So but then when they make fun of somebody else, it's hilarious. Yeah. The role reversal that happens. I think that's an actionable step right away that that's just super funny. I think thank you cards R-A-M, are am um, are are such a missing piece of the mm. of the c- connection like a simple thank you note to a mentor mm-hmm. uh, uh, and actually sharing having a team meeting hey guys you know I love all of us as clinicians you guys and the, the, the head clinician gets to say I like this about you I like this about you we have to share with each other but this all came from somewhere someone else revealed it who revealed it for you and let's share that, mm-hmm. and then you may, maybe you don't have to share. It. Maybe you just give people time and space to write a thank you note for the gifts that you bring to our office. You guys all get half an hour to write a special note, special card. I've done this with teams of mine, and you, it's amazing. You'll see people coming back, and they're crying, and they're the, but it's all like all a dig into their own heart. Yeah, and when you realize like, the things that you got from other people and that, in that gratitude and that space, you start to understand that you are bringing gifts to the table that are honoring people that have guided you from your parents to your friends to mm-hmm. coworkers of the past, you know, to athletes that, you know, that are no longer on your teams, whatever. Um, patients that have healed or moved, it's all part of you still. Mm-hmm. And you get a, sh- a chance to share that. So thank you cards are a great way of that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I want to go back to more games yeah. and stuff like that. But that that's really a big one. Is that, is that?
0: I love that. And it's funny because I've, I've definitely used thank you cards in the past, but I've never thought until you just mentioned it now of how powerful would it be if as an athletic trainer, let's say you help an athlete through a, an ACL return to play, or like a long-term injury. And yeah, okay, they're gonna give you a thank you. What if you were to send a thank you note to that athlete saying, you know what, thank you for trusting me and following this process. Yeah. Thank you for that, and that led to you having your success. It was on. It was because of what you did. Yeah. How powerful would that be? You know, I mean, that's
1: it, essentially that's what you end up if that's what you end up getting back. Yeah. Right. It's you, what you give away, it comes back. Yeah. Um, I'm a testament to that right now. Yeah. It is. That energy that I'm giving, coaches, I'm giving them permission to go out there and be you, be wholeheartedly you. Mm-hmm. You know, let people know that hey, I have, you know what, I got a, a major dish in Game of Thrones, so yeah. I'm not going to be handling your uh, your program tonight. We're going to give it a couple of days. Is better than you know. I think that it's just so much more raw when we show up as who we are. Yeah. And the more you do it the more you're able to find that your own who I am, yeah. right? You're able to find the thing that really makes you tick in your setting. Yeah. Then That gift that you bring that changes not just yourself but the other people around you.
0: And that's, that's such a powerful approach, and I think that, that sums up everything we just talked about very well. And I want to just leave on one last uh, section. Let's kind of get to the main point of it all starts with slowing down yeah. to do all that what are one two three actionable steps starting today that athletic trainers listening to this can do to start slowing down and then set themselves up for that success The
1: very first thing um and this is going to be a hard one for for most people but uh, the very first 90 minutes of your day and the last 90 minutes of your day don't put your phone yeah put your don't 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 go to your phone right away at the beginning of the day mm-hmm. um Take time to read, take time to breathe, and how do you wanna show up today? Like today, for example, I showed up, I envisioned myself standing on top of a mountain, like standing like a dragon, waiting to like, here are my people that I'm gonna to influence today. And I have them vision in my head, and I used to think about them, the athletes I trained, they would always be on my mind. And that's one of the things you can do, is just clear space for that, breathe, take 20 minutes and do that in the morning. No sound, no nothing. Um, some people call that meditation, whatever. Mm-hmm. But just a space where you know that you're giving yourself time to go within. Um, another actionable thing for us all to do is you got to play. Um, I had to have a son two years ago to remind myself to play again. Mm -hmm. But when I watch that little guy run around and giggle and laugh, I Remember the part of me that giggles and laughs What can I do around the room to make people giggle and laugh to make them feel bigger? Yeah, and that's all I did in the hands-on today is challenge people and then Mm -hmm. in some way shape or form make them giggle and laugh and Then make them feel cool about not being perfect for the exercise. Yeah, right And I think that's a piece of the puzzle, still playing the game. And uh, and the last actionable step that I'd love to make sure that uh, people out there are doing to slow down, to get ahead. Be courageous enough to have goals. Like it did, it took guts for me to say bye. By 2014, I'm going to be speaking it, because, you know, that was when I had owned a gym. It, I felt as if I mm-hmm. now had permission to speak by owning a gym. And um, I didn't ever need that, but it's all part of the growth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, tangent aside, the, the setting a goal or having that eye on the prize, well, then now all I have to do is worry about the process that gets me there. You know, like, what's your goal? If your goal is to own a gym, then what do you really need to get it in the three years and then break it down? Like, be courageous enough to set those, you know, it doesn't have to be super long. Two years is fine. But we start thinking about three years, four years, five years, and people start freaking out. Ten-year goal, nobody's writing anything in stone. Yeah. The only thing, though, that gives you, it gives you a path. And it gives you the ability to have a process. Say, I want to be felt by summer. Beautiful, but well, what do we got to do? What's the process that has to get there? Well, how about this? I, I want to, I, I'm eating more broccoli, according to my big. okay? So then, then I'm gonna eat more broccoli. as my process, right? Because winners worry about the process. You know, mm-hmm. the others. Just worry about results all the time. That's why they can't ever get the whole thing figured out. So your process to slowing down and get ahead really does have a goal. Take time to understand why that goal sits true to your heart by taking time for yourself. Early in the morning, very first thing, don't touch any electricity and any electronics. And then lastly, always making sure that you're having fun. You're playing a game. Play volleyball. Play a music Play with your kids but play because that's how you always dial in to that giggling soul and when you can come from that place you'll just be a better practitioner no matter what your practice is
0: that's a fantastic way to to end this brian thank you so much i really appreciate you being Thanks, on Ryan. this episode um this is this is an exciting you. thing to talk about and i hope that uh, the things that, that you were sharing um is able to you know if and if it's just one athletic trainer to spark them out there to take a step back, collect their so. breath and slow down and then refire and do some great things. We've served our purpose here, so. Hell yeah. Amen. Awesome. No matter what it'll happen, right? No matter Absolutely, what change in life. Yes. Thanks, Brian. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Take care, guys. Well, that wraps up my conversation with Brian. Thank you for listening again. As you can tell, he's very passionate about what he does and definitely appreciate his perspective on more than just fitness and sports medicine, but but life. And um, he's a fantastic father. He's a fantastic coach. He's a fantastic friend. And any of you uh, out there who get a chance to know him, definitely uh, it's a blessing to to have him in your circle. So thank you for taking the time again today. I hope you really enjoyed the message, Slowing Down to Get Ahead. We often get so busy and caught up in what we're doing in life that we miss what's right in front of us or that we uh, we aren't able to stay mindfully present in what's going on right now, um, not only with being busy with our jobs and our personal life, um, but also just jumping ahead, jumping to conclusions uh, with our, our approaches to our patient care. And so hopefully uh, this message resonated with you. Take it however you will. Um, with uh, with your personal applications for it. Looking forward to our next couple episodes coming out. And uh, again, thank you for listening. Please, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Catalyzing Podcast, appreciate any feedback and comments you might have. Um, if there's ideas that you have about the show, if there are questions you have about this particular topic, please let's connect on social media. Reach out, send uh, send those direct messages to at Catalyzing ATS on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You can also look me up, Ryan Stevens. I have a uh, public figure page on Facebook. You can find me there pretty easily too if you want to get some messages across. Well, that wraps it up. Hope you have a fantastic day. Wishing you the best. Remember that everything you do out there, make sure that you're pursuing mastery, act with purpose, and you know for sure you're going to make a big impact. Take care.